0: Just open up your eyes and join me, cause I've been living in the sunshine. happy such a nice time, sipping as coffee as the world dressed by me. Living in the sunshine, happy such a
1: nice time. I won't let the stresses of the world if I me. No. Oh, oh, oh. Okay, so we are in the heart of what's called the holiday season. 2022, first day of winter in California, which feels like a light summer maybe to other people that are buried in snow these days. Yeah, so out here in sunny California, I always tell people if you really want to enjoy Christmas, I say come to California. But that's just me, a little biased. Native of San Diego, I can't help it. I just can't imagine not being able to go ride my new bike or skate on my new skates outdoors like it was for me when I was growing up. But nonetheless, hey, I heard from my friends in Snow States, it gives you something to look forward to. Well, for me, at this point in life, I look forward to more the idea that I get to celebrate what I call my pinnacle time of year as a caregiver. So you would think that as a caregiver, I'm expecting all these presents, all these gifts, all these things from people. They're going to call. They're going to come see about us. Who's us? Me, uh, my mom, the one for whom I care, and check on us and invite us to Christmas dinner. And you know what? As we celebrate my mom and I 22 years of overcoming the stressors, the pressures, the disagreements, the misunderstandings that come in caregiving, 22 years is a long time. I tell people that because most people don't even stay married that long anymore. When you're talking about partnerships, Look at all the companies dissolving. I mean, these days we've got CEOs referring to the internet to determine their, okay, nonetheless. Okay, we have partnerships that don't manage to make it to 22 years. And I had to stop and give myself just a little bit of recognition because most caregivers, not all, but most, don't have to provide care for that long. And if you're not a caregiver, guess what? The records, the statistics, even the CDC in America says that "Mm, you better get ready. And how are you getting ready? Most people are not. What do you mean, Lorraine? Most people are not. Because most people don't prepare to care. (laughs) Yeah. So how do you prepare to care? Think about it. You know how to prepare to care for all those guests that are coming, or even if it's not a bunch of guests. It might just be you and, you know, the kids and maybe your spouse. And so there's only four, but it still takes preparation. It takes preparation and time to care. Yes. Think about it. You even have to take preparation and time to take care of yourself. I almost didn't recognize a colleague at the radio station. Because he shaved off his beard and cut his hair and he looked like a totally different person. But when I asked him the motive, he basically described it was too much maintenance. Wow. Think about that for a moment. When you're a caregiver, you don't just get to cut it all off and say, hey, I don't want to deal with it. Hey, that's an option you have when you're not caregiving. So if you have that freedom in your life today as a non-caregiver, be grateful we just left Thanksgiving be thankful. Again, we're in the holiday season, the holy days. So now we've moved over into what I call the pinnacle time of year for Christians. If you're listening to K Praise, a Christian radio station, you're probably a Christian. Not always, but most times. Now, if you're listening by podcast and you happen to come across this show, it's designated not for Christian caregivers. That's a misnomer. So here's why. All caregivers aren't Christian. So what's the point of the show? The point of the show is me as a Christian, I encourage people on how to survive from my own experience as a caregiver. My experience as a caregiver has been to rely by faith on the Lord. So if I had not, I don't know where I'd be. I know that's a cliche in the church world for the Christians, but it's true for me. I look at all the opportunities I had and have had, and still have <laughs> over the years, to just quit, Uh put my mother away. You know what that's called. They call it the home. Yeah, but uh I don't have $22,000 uh, put away right now Um for each quarter that it would take. Did you say each quarter? That's what I said. You thought I was going to say annually, huh? I live in California. It's a little different here. So I didn't prepare to care for a woman who at 57 years old would just Happen to have her life stop. I wasn't preparing for that in my 20s. So if you're already, think about it, in your 30s, 40s, 50s, and you still have a parent alive and you have not made any preparation, am I going to say, shame on you? Absolutely not. I'm just going to encourage you to do what I had to do, and that is begin your recruitment process. What? Wait, wait, oh, I thought you were going to tell me how to plan to be a caregiver. Well, this is a part of it. See, most people don't realize that caregiving comes upon people suddenly. Most people do not prepare to care. And I thought about, Jesus did, though. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son. Yeah, we all know that, don't we? If we don't, 316, John. John three sixteen, third 3rd chapter, 16th verse. They call it the most popular scripture of the Bible in the world. Well, I thought about it. Because we're in Christmas time. Well, the gift in this season, which is the reason for this season, Christ, the Messiah, the anointed one, to come into the earth, for which we're supposed to be celebrating. Well, we've gotten all sidetracked. No, nonetheless, I'm still a Christian. I have to represent. This is our pinnacle season. For what? To celebrate Christ. He is the gift. He is the gift from God. To who? The world of darkness. Those of us in the earth, alive, living, well, think about it. We're in 2022. Did you realize that this is supposed to be post-death, like 2,000 and some years past? The, the death of Christ? That, that's what we're celebrating. His birth over 2,000 years ago. See, that 2,000 doesn't come up so much around Christmas as it does during the resurrection season of Christ. You know, the debates are out there. When was he born? And, ah, he wasn't born in December. Oh, yeah. Well, we don't really know. There's so many debates, theologians, everybody. They have their theories. I have my theory, too. My theory is real simple. I believe he was born. The end. (laughs) So, uh, whether it's December 25th or not, because the debate still remain, that it was not December 25th, and I'm fine with that. It's okay. I just believe by faith that he was born. So because of that and because of my faith, I've managed to maintain some sanity. I've managed to maintain some happiness. Happiness? What do you need that for? I'm a caregiver because if I was not a caregiver – With happiness, I'd be a grumpy caregiver. (laughs) Who wants that? Well, the people being cared for surely don't want that, but many people are receiving that. And here's the thing. I have to remind myself there are people that are slated with the title that I think is so prestigious, caregiver. But they're in a different category than me. How is that? They kind of get to go to their care leave their care, and then go back to their care. Did you catch all of that? So there are a lot of people called caregivers, such as doctors. A doctor is a caregiver? Sure, absolutely. Nurses, even our firefighters are caregivers. Have you ever noticed that when you call 911 in case of an emergency, the firefighters show up before the paramedics, especially as it pertains to medical situations? Many times firefighters even arrive before police. Yeah, why? Because they're what are called first responders. First responders provide care more than anything. Think about it just for a moment. They don't know what the scenario is going to be at that situation for which the call was made. 911, we've got... And you go into these big descriptions, and before you can finish, you can hear the sirens because the firefighters are on the way. And shortly thereafter... Maybe the paramedics, police arrive a few minutes after. But the first responders of care are the firefighters. At least in San Diego, I'm sure in America. I know there's rural parts. We don't want to get into all of that. All you need to know is that they are considered caregivers. A firefighter, yes. So there are multiple types of caregivers out there. Caregivers vary. So whatever you do, don't typecast a caregiver. I noticed during the holidays that my family, they become a little more concerned about my mom because they know they're going to see her possibly. And they want to send her a gift. And they want to know how she's doing. And I have to be careful that I don't become a little offended. What? You get offended? as? Yes, as a caregiver, sure. So I thought about... How did Jesus handle all of this? Did he have to deal with family, people, issues, crises? And he did. And I was reminded of that. When I read in Matthew 13, now if you go to it and you read the Bible like I do, I'm not saying I'm better than you, but it helps my life. It really does. I was casually reading because I like just to be reminded of why Jesus came into the earth around this time of year. And I always go to Matthew because I feel like Matthew and Luke really have some details, you know? Matthew was a tax collector, they say it's in the Bible. And then Luke, he was a doctor, a physician. I just feel like their details are just detailed. And so when I got to that fifty-fifth verse and I saw it, I th- I've seen it before, but this year it hit me a little differently because like I've told many listeners. I don't have the luxury of having the big family. I don't have the brothers and sisters that many people do, but like I've also said, just because there are siblings, that doesn't mean all of the siblings are going to do the work. So what does that mean? The work of what? Care. So remember, I told you you've got to prepare to care, whether you're having people over for dinner, right? you got to go get something to eat for them unless you just have a freezer like that and you pull it out, okay you you got to prepare to carry. You, you have to have some toilet paper, right? <laughs> we had a big earthquake in California just yesterday. And for us out here in California, it's tough because we don't know when the big one will hit. Well, there are several little ones. And the little ones, sometimes like the one in the Eureka area, Yeah, that's an area out here in California where I don't think they woke up that day or went to sleep saying, yeah, we've got to prepare for the earthquake that's coming. Well, they teach us in California to be prepared. But you have to even prepare to care for yourself when you're a caregiver as well as the other person for which you're caring, whether you go to them or they live with you full time like my mother does. So... How do you prepare? It's a lot of work to prepare. I told you. So think about it. I've already told you. Faith, that's what it takes. It takes faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. It's the proof of what you cannot see. That's the most simple biblical translation I've ever known. And if you take your time with that, it's in Hebrews 11 and 1. You'll see it. Take a look at it. Think about it for your life. Where are you lacking faith? Because here's the problem, when you don't have faith in the Lord, you are bound to worry and you're probably going to be careless. Those are two of the main areas that I have found people to be during the holidays. Careless? People are careless? Mm Mm-hmm. How? Because there's always that one thing that a person didn't prepare for. Out of carelessness. Now be careful because it sounds like it's judgment, but it's not. You can't care about everything and everybody all the time, even as a caregiver. Even when you're not a caregiver, you can't. You can't prepare to care all the time. So when the crisis or the emergency or the unexpected comes, now you're in a pickle. And you have to come up with a plan. Does it mean that you were careless? Somewhat. Careful, I told you on the judgment. Because it just means you just weren't really paying attention to that particular thing. And it, you, you overlooked it. Okay. So instead of worrying, let's say, because I told you worry and carelessness, they kind of go together during these holiday seasons. Okay, so I, I didn't get the oh, I didn't, I forgot, oh, wait, oh, we didn't get the, and now the stores are closed. So what do you do? You come up with a plan, which takes preparation. You either decide, oh, well, or you get something else in its place, you substitute. And moreover, you realize, is it that serious? Nah, too bad, oh, well, I'm done, moving on. And that's what many of us do during the holidays. So how do you avoid all of that? Just have faith in the Lord that he will take care of you, you caregiver. So if you're providing care for your family, for the holidays, such as dinner, or you're doing some visits and dropping off presents, that takes time to care. Now, what does that have to do with caregiving? Because caregiving is a style of life for caregivers. Yes, we know this. For those of you that are not caregivers, but you probably will be, I told you one in four will be caregivers in the next 10 years. So it's either you or three of the people you know. Out of those three, then one will be a caregiver. It's that tight. Yes, they'll be caring for someone in some capacity. And it's not always old people. Let's get that stereotype out of our heads. So when you're a caregiver, not only do you have to prepare to care, but You also have to forgive. Forgive? Yes, daily. I know I have to forgive my mother almost every day, about 18 times a day, (laughs) because I can't control her. She's an adult, and even though she has right brain damage, which makes it worse in regards to her decision-making or her ability to retain information, even though I've told her about 1,600 times not to do a thing, and she does it again. I have to have mercy and then forgive her. Let it go. That takes preparation. My preparation station, prayer. (laughs) Did you hear that? I go to the preparation station called prayer. Now, sometimes, depending on your background, if you're a Christian, prayer just seems so hard. But I'm trying to help Christians out. Look, for those of you that are Christians, take the pressure off. It sounds like you're talking to yourself when you're talking to the Lord, when you take the pressure off. <laughs> see, here's the thing. If you invite him to join in the conversation that you're having, it's okay. He'll join you. Just let him in. A lot of the old people would say, won't you let him in? Especially the Southerners. I lived in the South. They'd say, won't you let him in? And I now understand that. They'd say, I up the windows. I was like, I up the windows. That doesn't even make sense. But I get it now. I see what they were saying. Open up your doors. Let him come in. A lot of us don't want the Lord's help. How is that? You would think that you'd want the Lord's help, Mm, but we don't act like it. We're like, oh, I'm good. I got it. And we don't consult with the Lord. We don't discuss anything with the Lord. We don't ask the Lord for help. Uh, Hello. And that's for the non-caregivers and the Mm non-Christians. I'm pointing all of us out today because it's the holy days season. And this is the season to be jolly, right? But as we approach the pinnacle days of this season, many of us become frantic, in a panic. And then we start yelling, fussing, we become impatient, and we become a little more temperamental than we usually are. Over gifts, yes. Over judgment, yes. Judgment of what somebody will think about the gift that you purchased for them, right. Or a little anxious, yes. Because you didn't get everybody something, and everybody's going to look at you like like, what you didn't get them something you used to. Oh, what, did you like lose your job or something? You're not telling us? Everybody has fear. So during the holy days, all the way into the new year, these are some things we've got to think about. And I said, why do all of these start with F, Lord, faith, forgiveness, oh, fear. Yeah, it just was coincidental. It was just something the Lord gave me to think about. For myself, and I wanted to share it with people that are burdened down by the season, the pressure. We're coming to the end of the year. And a lot of people don't understand that out here, out here in California especially, we have a high cost of living. Inflation, seemingly based on the news, is not going anywhere anytime soon. And we have this like little, it's a concept, and it might be a little strange for other people if you're not familiar with California, what I call familiar food. And it's called a taco shop. Now, when I was growing up, taco shop is just a nice, convenient thing. And some people don't understand what a taco shop is. Hey, look it up online. But in the meantime, I went to a taco shop where food, Mexican food, when I was growing up, was pretty much cheap. Nowadays, I had a talk with a manager at a taco shop. And she told me, yeah, we had to put up the sign because people were complaining that we now charge for carrots and peppers. So people from California understand. Carrots and peppers, soaked in vinegar with some chili sauce. Mm. So nonetheless, they're charging. I said, that's not a big deal. We're, We're having inflation. She said, you'd be surprised at the complaints we get. Now, avocados out here, yeah, even though we're close to Mexico and we can get some from over there, we have a lot of Haas avocados. They cost a lot of money. Two for $5? Yes, two jumbo avocados, $5. Whoa, that is a lot of money. And taco shops use guacamole. And so when they use the guacamole, well, it used to be avocados a, from Mexico, a big heap of it right on top. Oh man, roll tacos with guacamole. Come on, Cali people, you know what I'm talking about. Cheese, some people like lettuce, tomatoes, all that good stuff. And you know what? It used to be three roles, is what we call them, roll tacos. Tres roles. It just means rolled tacos. Yes, it's a concept. If you've never seen it, check it out. People out of state have the nerve to call them taquitos. No thanks. They're rolled tacos. So you taste one and mm, yeah, guacamole. Ooh, pico de gallo. Yeah, that's called Mexican salsa sometimes. Yeah, well, that stuff was good. Am I making you hungry? Okay, go with it because I'm going somewhere and we're almost there. When I looked at my roll tacos that I bought the other day, roll tacos used to cost us about 3 bucks. And I'm talking about just maybe 5 years ago. You could get some for $4 with the guacamole, a little cheese sprinkled on top, 4 bucks. 3 3 roll tacos. Yeah, that was fair. My roll tacos last night cost $8.37. And I had to hold my heart. I said, "Whoa!" and then I remembered, "Okay. I have no reason to fear. The Lord is my light and my salvation." Whom shall I fear? It might not be funny to you. You might think I'm playing with the scriptures. I had to remember the cost of living is high out here in that moment. And I'm going to have to seriously consider my budget for 2023. This is what I meant about the anxiety that comes during the holidays. We're approaching the new year. And we like to make changes. We like to do things differently. We like for things to be different. So you know what? I decided, hey, I might have to scale back from taco shops. Man, when did they get this high? And I decided, you know what? I'm not going to be afraid. I'm not going to fear. But what I am going to do is continue to pray. Because the Lord, not only is he my light, my salvation, but he's my provider. And he's going to provide means for roll tacos. Now, what does that have to do with the holidays you said you were talking about faith and forgiveness because I wanted to remember this family. During this time, as you prepare to care for your family, that's going to somehow interact with you, whether it's big family dinner and you're going to have to interact with them or, that's my family's thing, calling on the phone and having that, so how's your year been conversation, or having to just get online for the family Zoom. Remember those during COVID? Yeah. Okay. Don't forget, the Lord has provided you with fortitude. Fortitude, yeah, to be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. So if you're not a Christian, try it. Why not? Everybody tries everything else. I'm like, hey, everybody's looking at all these other vices. Just try Jesus. You have nothing to lose. I didn't say you have to be chained down and strapped down to the Lord. Just give him a chance. Let him in. See how it goes. Then try again. See how it goes. One day at a time. He even gave us that outline. So for this season, just remember, even Jesus had siblings. Yes. Did you hear what I said? Jesus, the Lord? Yes. You mean Jesus Christ? Yes. A lot of people think he was an only child like me, but he wasn't. <laughs> Matthew thirteen fifty five. I told you, go to it and check it out. It's right there. All you've got to do is look. He had brothers, first of all, and they actually are by name. So there's proof of that. And furthermore, he even has sisters. Now, they didn't get a name. That's at Matthew thirteen fifty six. But you can keep reading. They didn't get a name or a number for that matter. You know, women weren't as significant. We don't want to get into that. But nonetheless, he had siblings. Even Jesus had to deal with his own family in situations. And the greatest preparation that he made to care for his family was to provide them with an opportunity, even his own family, to have the same gift that you and I have. Are afforded this season of the holy days with the pinnacle being Christmas, yes, you get to have the gift of Jesus, but you also, because of Jesus, get to provide gifts to others. And maybe you might not have a gift wrapped in a box, but you can give the gift of faith, you can also provide the gift of forgiveness, and mainly. You can provide someone in your family the gift of fortitude because you've got to be strong in the Lord for someone else. Maybe there's that weaker person that doesn't want to forgive that sibling that did them wrong three years ago. Be the bigger person. Be the stronger person. Have faith that the Lord can heal your family and can heal you of your own wounds for where the family neglected you and didn't call you to check on you all year long. But have faith, forgiveness, and fortitude. And you will have a great Christmas. Happy Christmas, happy holy days. You've been listening to One of One Hundred with me, Lorraine Carroll, right here on KPRZ twelve ten a.m. and any podcasting station you're listening to. If I be no, oh, oh.